ahead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy? I am. And I hope you're all doing well, too. Always worry. Always. I'm always concerned about that. Let me put it that way. (laughs) Oh, things have been going along rather swimmingly, I guess. At home, at the home front. No gaming as as yet. I'm still reading up for reviews. And today, it's going to get a little specific. Because I want to talk about a specific game specific game system and how I think it's great for me perfect for me and I will go out on a limb and say that now but I will talk more about it after this now I have been doing reviews for Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea I have the first edition. I have the second edition. I love the second edition. First edition was good. Second edition was great. And I'm going to talk about that as my game of choice now. Now, that doesn't mean I'm never going to play any other games or ever going to run anything else or anything like that. But right now, this is where my head's at. I know I tend to change things around, but I was watching again YouTube. I was watching the Rolling with Advantage the videos and he he did a really good review of Astonishing Swordsman and the the GM screen and he started doing a series on breaking down the classes. He only he's only done the thief and the cleric so far. I don't know if he's gonna continue with it, but he he just as I was watching them I'm going, yes, 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 and yes. So I'm going to break down why I like Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea. This may be a series, but I'm just going to talk about the classes right now. Because it hits a switch. First of all, I want to explain how I like, I mean, you guys, how I like role-playing games. I mean, you, you guys, anybody who's listened to me for any length of time pretty much knows where I am, what my preferences and peccadilloes are. And it, it hits a lot of sweet spots. It really does. And, you know, I like rules light. Now, that's not saying I, I don't want a lot of options, but I, what I mean is ruling's not rules, and I can run it without thinking about all that stuff, which is nice. And if any of this contradicts anything I've said in the past, I'm sorry. It's just I like the feel of the game, and this is one of the reasons. Here's what I like about the classes. First of all, there are no demi-humans, as you know. There are no elves, dwarves, halflings, gnomes, whatever. And it's all human. And it's races of human. It's more flavor than anything else. Okay, fine. Get that out of the way. Skills. I have a love-hate relationship with skills because I like the idea of somebody having, having skills that can apply to your adventuring that they did before they started adventuring. And I'm okay with a simple skill system system like Rule Cyclopedia, but if I can get away with it, I don't want a skill system. The secondary skills chart in 1st edition AD&D is good. 
I can make that work. They have what an astonishing swordsman too. I can make that work because I can give you a bonus to something that you think applies to something you used to do or a hobby or whatever. And that's the way I like to play it. What I like about Astonishing Swordsman class-wise is there's a lot of them. Now, that, that doesn't sound... I know you're saying, well, that doesn't sound too simple to me. It says, well, that's the thing. I like simple. The other thing I like is flexible. Now, there is no reason on earth you cannot just play Astonishing Swordsman with four core classes. Fighter, Mage, Cleric, Thief. Each class has about at least four subclasses, sometimes five, which gives it a lot of flavor. You can customize. I'm for customization to a certain extent. I'm not for customization that bogs down the whole game. And that's why I stopped playing champions. Yes, you can make what you want in champions, but there is a lot of burden on the DM, or the GM, I should say, to customize it to his liking which I know you should do anyway but the point I'm making is you got to build everything I don't like where you have to build everything from the ground up and that goes for classes if in fifth edition there's just so many the fifth edition kind of got it right a bit with their classes and their special abilities and stuff but it's just overwhelming. The, the special abilities are overwhelming. You can go several different directions with each class, which is a good thing. But I like the way Astonishing Swordsman does it. They give you a class. They give you the special abilities. And then within those special abilities, you can do a lot. And since they don't allow multi-classing or dual-classing, that's why they have so many classes, because you can actually break these down. It's almost like basic. You can break these down. Okay, this is a fighter mage. Okay, this is a thief mage, or something like that. And it's just the flavor they give these characters is just great. And each class is complete as far as abilities go. You have special abilities that you gain as you go up in level. And since it's a 12-level cap, you don't have to have as many as you think you do. There is also, this may sound like an oxymoron too, but there's also possibility of customization of those classes. You can, as a game master, say, okay, you're not supposed to get that till fifth level. Well, you're going to get that at first level because this. So I love that. Uh, another thing, locked sub-abilities. And what I mean by sub-abilities is like the fighter specialization, the thieving skills, things like that. I mean, the sorcery is the same way. It's locked and it, it progresses at a certain rate. And if I want to break that, I can customize it, but I just it, love it. I, I, the characters are locked into that. There's nothing wrong with locking characters into certain things. Nothing wrong at all. If somebody comes up with a character concept they want to try and it goes outside of that, I'm not saying, sorry, can't do that. You never say that, ever. A game master should never say that. No, you can't do that, as, as far as like this kind of thing goes. Uh, but it, for the most part, they give you enough toys what the, they give you enough toys in each class and subclass 
to to make it worth your while to play that class. Which leads to my last point. It all of all of it is subordinate to the flavor of the class and how that class works in that campaign. Because these things, the way I've, I've seen so many like special abilities or things like these use or weapon specialization for the fighter and things like that. I've seen all these things go and I go, yeah, yeah, I, that would make, that would make sense. Yes. They would be able to do that. Yes. You know, the, the Druid, the Druid is, is just a fantastic one in this game or in the Shaman, the Shaman. I'm just talking about clerical class because that's what I just saw. The Shaman is you, at one point you, you do get spells, but you, at first level you get spells. You've got to choose between like the magician because there's different spell lists for different subclasses which i like too but at first level you got to choose a spell and you got to choose it from either the the magicians wizards or clerics i think it's yeah and then second level you get another spell but you got to choose it from like the i'm sorry the, the the druid or the necromancer but what you're doing is drawing from two spell lists. I've probably got that wrong, but drawing from two spell lists so you can do combination things. Like, I would love to play a shaman who's a druid necromancer because then I would be serving life and death. And you can hurt, you can heal. I like that. See, and that gives it flavor. That gives the character's class flavor and the character flavor. You can, just looking at these classes, you can bend these classes to whatever you want without breaking them, without getting ridiculous about it, without getting so many options that the game master can't keep up. I'm thinking of splat books and other things like that now. Among other things. I mean, there was before that, there was like Dragon Magazine. And I was like, oh, can I play this class? Can I have the spell? Can I have the special ability? So it's just something. This is why I like. One of the reasons I like Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea. I will elaborate on this in future episodes. But if you haven't checked it out, Northwind Adventures. I know this sounds like, you know, this sounds like a sell piece. I'm trying not to do that. But this you get the idea this is the kind of game i would lean towards to play and i think all those are valid reasons to do it and i'm hoping to play some and run some soon so anyway i'm gonna go start my day i've been a little bit too passionate about this so i'm gonna go start my day if you want to talk to me about this or anything else oldmangrognar gmail.com or you can drop a voicemail on anchor we are monetized so as little as 99 cents a month. You too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Like this. Thanks to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan, Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. Thank you guys for supporting me. I appreciate it. Don't forget Dan Gregg's Jung Grognard podcast, Y-U-N-G Grognard podcast, Marcy Wallring's The Yawning Albert podcast, Big John Allen Larges, The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat great podcasts all listen to them so until i see you folks next time keep the dice warm and i'll talk to you later bye-bye 
questions, comments, send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Hey.